the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Baby. Slap and tickle drive time, Chicago. You know, we got a call before the show ever started. Did you know that? I always like that because I got a lot of topics I want to talk to. But above all, I always like a call. Mark, how you doing, kid? Hey, man. I heard you uh, were charged with murder this morning. But then I realized it wasn't you because your listeners don't get murdered. They commit suicide because your show is so bad all the time. Hey, Mark. Why don't you try changing subjects once in a while? Hey, Mark, do I go to the fry counter at McDonald's and heckle you during work? You stupid son of a dog, yeah? 114 West Park Avenue, Elmhurst. Anyway, listen, kid, I was telling you, <laughs> I was telling you there was an invitation. I was telling you how disgusting it is when you watch the news in Chicago sometimes. It's just, it's truly disgusting. And um, this is Thanksgiving weekend. A lot of us have kids coming in from college. A lot of us have family coming in. There's going to be some good times and some bad times. But when you watch Chicago news, there's always going to be some thankful times. Thankful that you're not one of the victims of the failure that is Chicago. So I was watching this yesterday. And I'll tell you what, I picked up my daughter at the airport. I was just just sick watching this story, thinking about this poor girl's parents. I really was. Breaking charges tonight in the murder of a UIC student, Ruth George, as police reveal her final moments. Good evening. I'm Erica Sargent. And I'm Brad Edwards. This man, a felon with a violent past, charged tonight. Let's get right to Charlie DeMar on the UIC campus. Charlie. Brad and Erica, we do know that Donald Thurman was out on parole after serving just two years of a six-year sentence for armed robbery. So I just want to just stop that because we've been inundated for seven, eight years that I can think of about how prison reform needs to just be blindly given. And things are not to be looked at individually. You're just to have reform. So this guy was released last year who received a six-year sentence and spent two years. So he shouldn't have even been there by a judge and a jury of his peers. He shouldn't have even been capable of killing this college student who did nothing, nothing. In fact, she did all the right things. As for this case, UIC police say that Thurman confessed to killing UIC student Ruth George. He is now charged with aggravated uh, sexual assault and first degree murder. UIC police say Donald Thurman followed sophomore Ruth George into this campus parking garage on Halstead near Taylor at 1.34 Saturday morning. Thurman, right behind her, enters the garage at 1.35 just a minute later. Thurman left the garage at 2.10 a.m. And in that time, 35 minutes, he's accused of sexually assaulting and murdering minutes. the 19-year-old student. The kinesiology major was reported missing by her family. Her phone traced to the parking lot where she was found strangled in the back seat. The FBI helped campus police review surveillance video picking up on Thurman's patterns. 
He's a regular on the Halstead Street Blue Line, and that's where Thurman was arrested Sunday morning. A regular? Roughly 24 hours after police say he killed George. Thurman was out on parole, released from prison in 2018, sentenced to six years for armed robbery, but he only served two. Tonight, at least 200 UIC students returned to the parking garage, lit candles, laid flowers, and said goodbye. A lot of good all that does. I'm going to tell you something. There, you know, I've been watching the, the destruction of Chicago in particular. We can get into the finances and make fun of how stupid it is, how ridiculous, how socialist, how entitled, how tyrannical, all of the things we experience. Yeah, the new budget. It was, it's formulated on magic math, the same one they get the pensions from. Yeah, it's good. Um, but this is the part that affects everybody. This is the part that has been the push by politicians for at least eight years to just blanket, just take a blanket and try to solve a universal problem by reforming prison sentences that were given out without being examined. This man, animal, savage, should have never been on the streets. Because the reality is there's some news that thankfully he killed her before he assaulted her and raped her. The idea that as, as parents... This could potentially happen and has happened. It's heartbreaking. So when you're, when you're giving thanks and you're arguing with your idiot brother-in-law, who sounds a lot like that first caller, moron fry cook that he is, when you're, when, you're, when you're ready to choke the idiots, just be thankful that we have family, that we're not victimized like this. And, and, and just say a little prayer. I'm not, you know, I'm not the touting religion on anybody, but just say a little prayer and thanks for it. I mean, I, I don't know. What, what can you say as you watch the news? And you know the saddest part is? This is going to go on throughout this holiday weekend. And the repercussions will be used as weapons against us, the law-abiding people, right? Because as my wise producer alluded to, they passed the budget today as if there was ever going to be any rebuttal to it. And in the budget are different penalties and restrictions on free people different extortion mechanisms to seize your property if you should make it, to encumber you on the consumption of all your goods. And no one talks about how it's squandered or how it's wasted, aside from the occasional little story that comes out of the the, uh, bridge to nowhere or the Jane Byrne extension. You know my, my favorite thing about the Jane Byrne extension? I don't drive anymore when I go to Florida, but I did about a year ago, and I'm on this thing, and it's looks like it was designed by a nine-year-old. You see this thing? Up in the air and down and around and projected time frame of eight years, I think it was, or six years. And they're in like the 10th year and we got another 10 to go, right? It's supposed to cost you 400, 500, who knows what number millions they stick on it. By the time it's done, it'll be three times what it says. And do you realize that the, there's a bridge that connects Paris and Great Britain? Did you know this? A bridge, I mean, a, a, a tunnel, excuse me, under the English Channel. From the time, it's a tunnel. Now, the tunnel's an expressway. <laughs> Four lanes with the two train tracks, with two train tracks. From the time the shovel went in the ground to the time they allowed the first person on the train and the car down was six years. Six years, and it cost half as much as the Jane Byrne is right now. And they're still counting the Jane Byrne. I mean, this is a city that cannot protect its citizens cannot live up to its obligations and can only justify more stripping of property from the law-abiding people. A vigil? Oh, let's have a vigil. 
I'll tell you what you should do. Let a couple of guys from my neighborhood, me, I'll go first in his cell with an ice pick. Let's see what happens. Give him the ice pick. Let's see what happens. The idea now, he's what's he going to get, a defense attorney? A couple million dollars, he admitted it. They got him on camera. Murdered and raped her, the savage animal that he is. Despicable to me. And we need prison reform? You're damn right we do. Let's end all the prisons and drop them all on an island, put a fence around it and cameras. Let's do that. Maybe we can raise some money for infrastructure for Jane Burns. I'm sorry, but I can't, I can't just pretend this, is, this failure is normal. And this funding is normal. And the, it, the, the, the crime is normal. It's not normal. When you flag some dummy in from a different state and you tout how, it, hey, we're, shootings are down. There's only 2,400 people got shot. But don't worry, only 600 of them died. And that's much better. It's, in fact, it's 26% better than the year before. This is somebody's daughter. Waiting for her to come home. I'm nervous when she walks from the terminal to my car. Are you kidding me? And this son of a dog isn't going to lose a minute's sleep. In fact, ironically, he's exactly where he should be. Had we had a justice system that lived up to its own ideals. You're rewriting the principles and fundamentals of society and it's failing. And the bad people don't pay. They profit. This guy profited. The girl pays. Her family pays. You pay. As you're told what a bad guy you are. Chris, thanks for calling the show. How are you? Hey, Sean. I'm really upset. You know, we're here in the city working, the average person working, to fund the criminal lifestyles that are out there. And I don't just mean this thug animal that did this horrible crime, but the criminal lifestyles of the quote-unquote elected officials here Every time they give a job to their no-good nephew, you know, that's money that's not used to even clean up graffiti. Chris, hang on, hang, hang on one second. It's like, she, it's like she read the paper in my hand. Chris, hang on. The, wait till you hear this. Former city colleges of Chicago leader charged with $350,000 kickback scheme. Sherrod Gordon, former vice chancellor for the uh, city colleges of Chicago, has been indicted on federal charges of a kickback scheme. According to Chicago Tribune, seven others were also charged. He hired his, his dimwit friends and family. They padded the bill, and he kicked back 350 So can you imagine what we actually paid? Lori Lightfoot, though, she's got a new budget. How are we going to get it? Oh, it's going to be on, on the casinos and on the dope. That should make things better. You know what that city needs? Some degenerate gamblers and drug addicts. It's going to be great. Chris, thanks for calling the show. I'm sorry, kid. I don't mean to yell. But I got to, you know what I mean? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm out of here. Very short time out of here. But I got family I leave behind. I got girls in the family. They're going to have to walk to their car one day. Who's going to protect them? Lori Lightfoot? Or her judicial system now that prison reform? Is that going to protect? Because what this is, is the direct ramification of failed government on each and every level. And you know what the answer is going to be? Your taxes are going up for this idiot here. 312-642-5600. Answer. So we only got an hour today. Only an hour? More guys chasing balls? Uh-huh. Probably the fry cook will be happy, right? Morons. All right, Paul, thank you so much for calling the show. How are you, buddy? Hey, Sean. Yeah. Listen, take it easy on the fry cooks. They work hard. They do a good job. My guess is that guy was probably... 
a Democratic Chicago politician, <laughs> most likely Irish. Oh, so, absolutely. You know. By the way, Paul, did you see about the jewel heist in uh, Europe? They stole a billion dollars worth of jewelry. Did you see that they yeah, were from the green vault? Did you see that they were midgets? I suspect the Chicago Democrats. Where were those yard gnomes <laughs> this morning? I'll tell you what. Keep an eye on them. Thanks, Paul, for the call. You know, I'm not disparaging uh, cooks. I don't. A lot of my friends who have started out. You gotta love McDonald's. Look what it did for this country before they implemented the $16 minimum wage, $15 minimum wage. Okay. Yeah, you can't get the order right either. Bart, I can't wait for the kiosks. Put that idiot out of, yeah, out of job. Know, yeah, go ahead. Here's the thing, man. I mean, they talk about policing strategies, Lori Lightfoot specifically. And what difference does it make when there's a revolving door on the jailhouse? We need to warehouse these people. When you look at the recidivism rate, it's the same guys over and over. And this thug was out on a, an armed robbery. So he's out on an armed robbery, and he murders this girl, and then the answer is to take my gun away. Well, here's the other I, thing. I'm, I'm you know, Bart, I want to tell confused. you, though. Here's the, here's the problem. The prison system, as it, was, as it was bastardized, was then set up for a for-profit corporation that paid the politicians and paid the judges to extend sentences so that the, the, they then were not getting a fair trial. They were getting a trial motivated on kickbacks and on scams. Right. right? Okay. So first they okay. break it. And then their answer to fix it is to release the criminals, which are more danger to the law-abiding citizen, rather than revisit exactly what the problem is and how can you properly penalize people in a society like this. Now, there are two crimes but for more me. more importantly, how can we protect the innocent people? How oh. can we protect our women and children? There are two crimes for me that it's over. It's game over. When you rape a kid and when you murder and then rape the dead body of a young woman. See, at that point, yep. I'm not interested in what you want for breakfast tomorrow. At that point, you're gone. You're gone. You've proved that if we're going to have a society, we can't have you live with us. Or, right. or the alternative is I have to then offensively protect myself where I have to build a compound around my house. And I have to have a security guard like my name was Durbin. Right? Because right. Durbin's kid, this isn't going to happen to them. You know, the politician no. who was a socialist, no. this won't happen to their family. Mm -hmm. But me and you... We're exposed to this. So the answer is you have to if you're going to have this society, this utopia that all of these con men want me to believe exists, then clean out the rubbish first. Thank you, Bart, for calling the show. I appreciate it. And thank you for not insulting my show. Steve, how are you, buddy? Hey, good, Sean. Don't worry about any of these problems. Lori's got it all figured out. What she's going to do is she's going to bring in the police chief from California, mm -hmm. from the Los mustache. Angeles, and we're not going to arrest anybody for anything. Yeah, because what, what what Chicago needed was another another overweight cop with a mustache. We didn't have enough of those walking around. <laughs> I will tell you what, Steve. Here's here's the other. Thank you so much for calling the show. Here's the other problem. In what she proposed as a budget, which falls so short that they're already Chicago Sun Times is talking about a separate. Chicago income tax, a raise on all these other taxes. And the reason this is after her phony math of projected speculative numbers on dope sales and casino revenue of they've been shopping the casino around to people who actually own casinos. And they're looking at the tax structure and they're laughing. Take your casino and put it where your sun don't shine. That's what they're saying to you. They can't find the guy. Now, they'll produce one. Oh, don't worry. 
there's enough of these scumbags tooling around that are all interwoven with uh, with the drunk Eddie Burke, right? Tough guy, Vi- uh, Viagra Triangle. He's the king of Viagra Triangle, right? Or the transgendering uh, 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 little little guy uh, Madigan. You notice how he's turning into Jan Schakowsky? I can't separate him. That's why I don't get all bent out of shape about the transgenders. Sooner or later, nature takes care of it for you. Look at Michael Bloomberg. You show me Michael Bloomberg and Andrea Mitchell and tell me who's who. I can't figure it out. So I don't get all upset about the transgenders. But I do get upset about the corruption. I do get upset about the fraud, socialist rats coming up with solutions based on fake math. Fake math. How could you project revenue to the city in the hundreds of millions and it's not even open yet? Because what you do is you've taxed these things so much, you're going to protect that drug dealing scumbag on the corner, baby, because he's got the same product at lower prices. See, because we've turned over the idea to communists and socialists and illiterates, economic illiterates. These people never ran anything. Where would they be? Where would they be? You know who we should ask how to run the drug business? Some of the guys in prison. What do you fear about legalized drugs? Because if you really wanted to do what you say, you'd lower all the taxes, you'd lower the prices, and you wouldn't do this little corporatist cutout where you, you give it to your donors. You know, are we, are we still pretending that those guys who are getting the licenses are people and not corrupt lobbyist scums? Are we pretending now? How many years do we have to let that fail before we recognize it? I'm so sick of the con job, brother. I can't take the con anymore. That's why I don't like liars. That's why when I do the show, and that's why that guy doesn't like me. Because I don't spew that talking point propaganda. Because it's a lie. We'll go through the economics of that later. All right, let's go to a guy named Drago. I love the name. Drago, I still rooted for Rocky. How are you, kid? Hi, Sean. Hi. Um... I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Does anybody know what New York did to turn around and cut the crime rates literally overnight? We hired the New York commissioner. He came here and he couldn't do nothing. So either we hired the wrong commissioner or somebody that was not familiar with what was going on in New York. This is interesting. Because Rob. I was hoping they're going to. I'm sorry? This is interesting what you brought up because I have a rebuttal to that point, and I'm going to tell you one. The rebuttal is, what did they implement to turn it over overnight? And that's Mayor right, Rudy Giuliani and Bloomberg. And what they implemented is wrong. What they implemented is stop and frisk. And that's wrong because we have a constitution here. Now, listen, the streets of Nazi Germany were very safe, brother. But I don't want to do that here, right? So we are Americans. We have a system of, of liberties, rights, prior to the, to the conviction. My argument isn't prior. My argument is post because, Drago, in this particular case that I'm speaking of, if only the the actual sentence that he was given by peers and a judge, that particular sentence, this guy's not on the road. That girl's alive. She's at home with her family on on Thanksgiving. So, Drago, I don't want to go overboard either. We can't turn this into where no one has rights, brother, because sooner or later, you and I might be on that street. And I don't know about you, but I look awful shady at night. Thank you so much for calling the show. We have time? No, we don't. All right, we'll be back after this.
They asked if I want a guest. I said, no guests. You're the guest on this show, baby. You need more body? I almost swore. You need to be more convinced? All right. Jill, thank you so much for calling the show. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I just want to say thank you how much we enjoy listening to you and your views on everything. Okay, there's Um, one for the good guy. Yes, definitely. I love everything that you say. I wish you could be not president, but I wish you could be somebody. How about the speaker of the house? How about the speaker of the house? I start yelling at people. Yeah. Yes. That would be absolutely perfect. Absolutely. But love your show. Um, You're exactly right about Chicago. I lived there for a long time. It's a shame. But you know what? I, I, I hate to say that I don't know if there's any hope. I don't like to be that kind of a person. But um, until we get the right people in there and get those Democrats out of there, I don't think there's any any salvaging the city. It's just as much hope as Venezuela, Jill. Thank you so much for calling the show. We're about there. Just about as much as Venezuela. See, isn't that nice? I just, Jill sounded much more coherent than the moron who's going to embarrass his father at Thanksgiving. Didn't he? I think he did. Bob, thanks for calling the show. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. How are you doing? Oh, a little stressed out. Disgusted at, yeah, at, the, at the calamity? Yeah, I'm a little the president, the way they treat him. Anyway, let's get to Chicago. I was wondering, uh, and I've been in Chicago almost all my life, what would you do if you, today if you was Lightfoot? Is that a name, Lightfoot? Let's go, with, little, let's go with Littlefoot. I don't want to offend her. Yeah, Lightfoot, I like it. And she's probably, I like to offend people like that. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. What would I do if I was Lori Lightfoot? I, I would mean, cease I mean, all. Lightfoot, what would you do? Would you get rid of all these aldermen, like not pay them anymore? Well, or tell them they got to get a real job. This is fun. You know, and this is like a freebie. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm going to tell you what I think I would do. I would start with the fact we have 50 aldermen. Bob, thanks for calling the show. 50 aldermen. California's got like 12. <laughs> we got 50. They got their own little shenanigans going on. The first thing I think you should do is stop all spending. Do a forensic audit of all contracts that are in place, seesaw future obligations of spending, and I would review all policies of, of, of the contracts that are on the docket, and I would also examine the insurance costs where a lot of shenanigans go on. Did I ever tell you about the time I went to go argue with the uh, Cook County Commissioner? Did I ever tell you this? Yeah, they were going to impose a, uh, they ended up doing it. It was like an entertainment tax, like on your cable and your cell phone, right? So I go there and I look at these people. And to watch them sit in their big blue chairs, like they're actually captains of industry. And then during the, the meeting, they vote on stuff, right? So the guy gets up with the, with the Blue Cross Blue Shield. This is at the, the beginning of Obamacare when everything, you know, when it was only jacked up like 150%, not the 400% it is today. By the way, what are the Republicans doing? Anyway, so they're, they're voting on the new spending bill for just their health care and, like, I think it was workman's comp or something. It was in the, like, $80 million, and they just shoved the vote through. Nobody says a word. So it is, so let it be written. And they, 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 the phony parliamentary, like you're in the Korean parliament, they bang the gavel. And there's the guy in the corner making the commission on that $80 million, smiling from ear to ear. I got a sneaky suspicion he was one of those Irish uh, relatives. John, thank you so much for calling the show. How are you? Good. I don't know about you, okay? But me, I'm going to take a little enjoyment, okay? Because all those guys in Bridgeport and Taylor Street. These are your neighborhood, brother. This is your neighborhood. Listen, I'm going to take, because math 
don't lie. It's all going to collapse, baby, and I'm going to love every minute of it because these guys, they've been flipping the bill for years on those Democratic parties and taking care of their ward superintendents. And, and when it all comes crashing down, I'm going I'm to kind of enjoy it a little well, bit. Well, I'm going to tell you why I think we're not going to be alive to see it. And I'll tell you what I mean by this. There was no accident to shove the Pied Piper of Jelly Donuts Pritzker in there. His allegiance was always to the corrupt Chicago Democrat. He didn't, if you look at the way the state voted, he really just won Chicago and a couple little outliers, right? The majority of Illinois, they don't want this guy. So he has no allegiance to them because he could win easily by the same format he won. So why not take you know what? the debt and make the rest of Illinois, the people who have never been to Chicago, pay it off? See, that's the it, scheme. Sean, yeah. the only defense that the average Chicagoan has, okay, is I can't remember for the life of me, at least in the last 20 years, when there's even been remotely a candidate with half a brain, okay? So oh, they have no one to choose from. I'm going to tell you something. Don't think that this is this is done by stupid people. These are brilliant Machiavellian son-of-a-guns. Rahm no, Emanuel, I'm talking about. Dailies. I'm talking about principles. I'm talking about principles that we believe in. Oh, Liberty, brother. Okay? I'm going to say, there's John, never been a candidate in Chicago like that, John, ever. There's, you know, between me and you and, 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 and 92% of the listeners, there's never been a candidate on any level that's fit that bill. When you really that's get true. down to You're, it. Thank you, John. That's true. Thank you for calling the show. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. I catch a lot of flack, right? And I catch the flack I catch, like from the moron that called the first caller. The flack that I catch is because I dare criticize policies of Trump that I used to criticize when they were somebody else's. And I'm watching this happen. And I, you know, for the most part, I got their friends, family. They're all in the same thing with the banging of the tambourine. Da, 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 da. You know, put your cap on your train and all that BS nonsense. But Dershowitz, I watched as he was really always considered a brilliant legal mind and the quintessential old liberal. And then the socialists tried to grab him and he kind of resisted, but he kind of capitulated too. he did. And then when Trump came along, he's like, no, nah, you know, he refused because he's he understands what a liberal is and he understands what was happening as his party became communist. So it wasn't that far of a leap to go from a Democrat of the 70s and 60s to Trump. You're right there. It's the same thing. But he said something two days ago or or yesterday that really startled me. And I'll tell you what I mean. We got one minute. All right, we got enough for this then. All I'm saying is he has to show up. He used that word. And then she went nuts talking about how the president's not the king. Of course the president's not the king. The president's far more powerful than the king. The president has the power that kings uh, have never had. He's a very, very powerful office. And the framers wanted it that way. That's why they required for impeachment very strict criteria to be met. So it's rare that a guy, you know, with the accolades of Alan Dershowitz, renowned, probably multi-multi-millionaire from legal services, in his opinion, and he's dead wrong. He's dead wrong. And I don't need to get some other attorney to tell me that. I know that. I've read the paperwork. You've read the paperwork. Is he right? Is the president a king and should he be? And is that what the founders intended? 312-642-5600. We'll be back. An hour is just not, not enough time, man. 
You know, two hours aren't enough time. I got so much stuff. Misty's got all the clock. I, you know, I got a bunch of stuff I want to get to, and I can never leave a caller on the line. It's a flaw. Frank, thanks for calling the show. How are you? Hey, I'm terrific. I uh, I just want to take exception. Number one, uh, I know that uh, Alan Zerswich is Jewish, but in my opinion, the only king that's above Trump would be Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. That said, the reason I think as a Jewish philosopher genius, Dershowitz is talking about the kings. What king do you know has a bigger military, has a bigger annual budget, has more uh, people under his uh, control than Donald J. Trump? Please help me. Do you think that the founders intended the presidency to be a king? Uh, That comment, that comment out of context, like every other, you can, hey, I'm probably making a mistake right now. The I think bottom so. line is he, he, they intended to have a powerful guy just like George. George is a Mason like I am. George knew what was going on. Franklin knew what was going on. Ben, um, Paul Revere, all the boys knew what was going on. You needed a powerful guy because, in general, God is great, beer is good, but people are crazy. Okay, well, thanks. That just answered why you never become a Mason and why certain people feel they have the right to rule other people and how you can contort intent. That, that was a trifecta of stupidity. I love it. Tom, thanks for calling the show. How are you? That's amazing, isn't it? Hi, Sean. So now that's the yeah, stuff. I when pre- I criticize that, I'm going to go down criticizing that. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I appreciate you taking my call after that parody caller. That was hysterical. But uh, when the founders put the uh, country together via the Federalist Papers and then the Constitution, they envisioned Congress being the supreme branch and the presidency being the lesser of the three. He's a rubber stamp. The Congress being the house of the people. However, over the course of time, and especially I'll say over the last 40, 50 years, either party, either side, has, as people, have given their representatives the carte blanche to give away that power to the president. Tom, do you see the similarity? Do you see the similarity in the Marxist and the corporatist? Do you see how they long to be led, how they're willing to sit there with the soul of a slave and be subservient if they believe themselves to be part of the club? That's That's how nations and fascists slip into slaughtering citizens. It's that mindset. It's the mindset of a tyrant. I'm going to tell you something, Tom. I, it wasn't a parody call. It wasn't meant to be funny. It should be scary. And it, if you're reasonable, and if you understand what Americanism is, you know how preposterous that is. And you should fear the people that think like that. Because they're as dangerous as the socialists who chanted for Obama to seize your property and your rights over your life. They're as dangerous as the people who advocate for abortion. They're as dangerous because they feel themselves justified. They have contempt for their fellow man, not appreciation. That's contempt. You heard them. I, I, can, say, I can say everybody's stupid, but I, I, I believe you have the absolute right to be stupid. In fact, ignorance is bliss, except when it has a philosophy of tyranny. Then ignorance is dangerous. So I'm sorry, boys and girls. If that's the rah-rah stuff you want to hear, you might as well pull the plug on me now. But if not, I'll be back tomorrow. And uh, I just found out you can get the podcasts on t- iTunes at the Liberty Hour. You can listen to all the wisdom from the 
Krishnas. Mike, thanks for calling the show. How are you? Hey, I don't know if the audience, I can understand that we've had civic thoughts since when? Late, late 70s or something? It's amazing. But Mike. they don't understand rule of law. We have no rulers. We have people we put in, we, we, we have limited power to, specified power, which of course the Supreme Court's been sleeping for the last 40 years as people have grabbed more authority underneath themselves. But there's no rulers. And if, if people shouldn't come to America looking for to be ruled or told what to do. It's, yeah. your, it's your own life. You're responsible. That's And the idea of the government is to make sure I don't bop you on the head and take your stuff away and vice versa. Mike, are you surprised? Are you surprised at the willingness to the to the Republicans, to the Tea Party, to the people who, who lie to themselves and call themselves the conservatives? Are you surprised at their willingness to be led, at their willingness to be to be under a king? And they're and they're calling I, for a strong man. Are you I don't shocked? See that. Well, give me an example of that. I mean, the caller that just the call. Sure, the Tea Party. Tea Party well, guys uh, don't uh, believe that for a second. Really? Have you watched the Tea Party guys capitulate as all of the things that we argued against, be it massive, massive? You're talking politi- you don't talk about politicians. That's that's a whole other animal. I'm talking policies. I'm talking about. I'm talking policies that want to control a monetary policies, policies that want to control a macroeconomic policies, policies that want to control a massive debt burden on the least on, on the innocent people. You know, we stopped talking about yeah, the fact that the debt I, has exploded. I, I they, they agree with you 100 percent. The people that now I don't know you get into Congress and you've got a whole another ball of wax to deal with. Yeah. Um, I'm more concerned know, they, with the voter, Mike. That, Congress, we yeah, already well, know what they are. I think Tea Party people are well aware of what you're saying. I think they grow, grow vast amount of agree, agree with you. Uh, none of those people want a ruler, and they want limited government. If it was, if I was elected president, here's what I would do: I would grab, have a joint session of Congress, have two big overhead TVs or whatever. On one television, there would be a copy of the Constitution. On the other, would be a list of all the federal agencies. We would start down that list. And the mission that place isn't, isn't called yeah. for the Constitution. Mike? By I, definition, it's unconstitutional. Get rid of it. I don't endorse people normally, but I endorse Mike. I'm all in. I guess I'll be back tomorrow, not even coming back anymore. Damn it. I really love doing this. I'll be back tomorrow, 5 to 7. Be sure and tune in. See you then. Always just minutes away from the latest up-to-date traffic info. It can only be AM560, The Answer, Chicago.